Welcome back to the Smart Nonsense Podcast, where we talk about entrepreneurship, self-development, challenging norms. The shirt. You, t- you, you took it with you, huh? Hey, watch on YouTube. How about that? Yeah, well, you know what I realized? Here's my rule. I'm no longer going to change my state for the podcast, other than this hat. This sexy, sexy hat, because we need to talk about it. But this is how I was. So I'm like, hey, uh, I'm not going to change for the people. Not people just got to like me how I is. Uh, What are we talking about today? Well, we're talking... We're talking about this this game. Today's weird. Pop, today's weird. It feels Ugh. like Monday. These last three days, for me, that was a bender. That was a bender. I don't do that. I know, dude. It's Thursday. I just, I feel funky. But I'm excited. I, I, I'm also, uh, it was great. It was great. Let's talk about it. Well, Let's one of the things, it. too, is travel just wipes out a day on both ends. Because, like, you, you can't really do anything when you're going like five hours total and uh and planes cars automobiles trains everything did you know miami and san francisco are six hours by plane on the way back sounds about right six hour flight well you've been in the middle of the country so everything's just a couple hours for you but i I went to la once from yeah some boston it was a it was a dip uh, I was scared too. There was a medical emergency. I, I didn't think I was going to make it back, but but we're here. And she was easy. Okay. You got the economic enema. What happened? The economic enema, baby. The all-in summit. I pop the people there. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down. I just I felt optimistic, energized. The 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 people were well spoken. They were cool. The talent density there was. I yeah. don't know. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm still so, trying to like breathe. It's enough that we have to break this into two parts. Uh, this is the first half of the summit. Then we're going to get into the second half. Uh, this is the juicy half with Elon Musk. But there's an even juicier second half because of uh, the surprise craziness that happened day two, which fucking still has me riled. So uh, I don't know where to start. Let's go kind of chronologically. But uh, a couple big topics. Elon talked the first day. We have to break down a lot about that because one, everyone cares about him. And uh, I think we saw a side of him that we normally don't see. And then uh, I don't know, just some like cool other stories that I got along the way and just uh, fucking things of seeing people and people and people. Well, you got them all people, because people. I was sitting there. I didn't take a single note. No, I, this I, maybe is, I took three notes. This is Belky. Uh, well, one, th- there's photos of us just sitting alone together because we don't know how to network because we haven't done that before. It's just like, do you we know who I am? by the end. We got good? Yeah, we kind of figured end, it out. We, got we kind of decent. figured it out. It's literally yeah. just uh, what you should do at a party when you're meeting people. But it's like, that's kind of hard. So it, it helps when you, you get drunk or like... You know what really helps? I don't. It's not even the drinks necessarily. Obviously, like that's why people drink. Um, having a name tag that says who you are and what you do, mm. that was really helpful, I thought. Like, people would actually grab a name tag and be like, right. like it's on a lanyard, like, who is this person? I've never... And that kickstarts a conversation. Well, it, it was weird, because it's, like, totally okay. And plus, if you lose track, because there's bodies everywhere, you can just, like, pretend to look down and just, like, get a quick little peek out the corner of your eye. And, uh... It, it eases a lot of tension because the worst thing is when you forget someone's name or you like don't know what to do. Uh, and there's this secret trick that they had. Oh, maybe I I don't know if I want to talk about this right out the gate because it's kind of fucking hardcore. But uh, the, the difference between the gold name tag and the silver name tag. And uh, it, it was interesting because silver is like, oh, you got sponsored to be here. So you could kind of like know who paid 7,500 bucks and who basically got a free ride. Uh, <laughs> we kind of. We didn't have which, by the way, the was free us. Ride. So uh, we just somehow got like a gold name tag, but I don't think anyone knew. It wasn't like overt. We just played this game of like looking. Okay, fuck it. We'll go into the crazy, uh, controversial shit right out of the gate. Um, basically, my game was like, "Where's Waldo? Where's like, where's the gold female name tag?" I don't, I don't think I ever found one except for one really old woman who looks successful. I saw but maybe one. My point kind of with all of this was there was a big push to get diversity and like get women at the conference and mar one of the speakers this first day had 
great talk of like, you just want women leaders and people in the spotlight. So you get inspired because it's kind of a feedback loop where guys see guys. So they're like, oh, I can do that. Girls don't see girls. They don't even get there in the first place. So they just stay in the like negative feedback loop. So awesome that we bring them to the event, kind of force function it. But my point was, I don't think we even need to force it. Like the outcome that we want is more females uh, seeing inspiring female leaders to kind of get in that positive feedback loop. But you can just do it out of the self-interest of having girls at events is dope. Like I wouldn't want to be at an event with all guys. Just like it's a lot more fun to talk to beautiful girls than nerdy guys. So I'm like, uh, granted, not all girls are beautiful, well, so but like, it's just like, it's kind of like the outcome. You don't need to take like a Tesla, for example. Like everyone is trying to push the Prius because it's like, oh, we want we want the green movement, like save the planet. But then most people buy Tesla because it's just a dope car. It looks sick and it, it rips. It goes super fast. So it's the status symbol. You're not doing it for the like, go green because no one really bought a Prius, but everyone wants a Tesla. So I'm like, oh, appealing to like, let's get diversity at our conferences. It's like, I don't know. That seems like too, like people don't actually want that. People want to like meet the opposite gender. And so when you only have guys at a conference, it sucks. But if it's like a party, like why do people go to parties in college? It's like, oh, I want to meet like someone successful that has the same interest as me. It's like That's really the reason why I think the diversity. So you would have just reframed it? I, I mean, making it overt is kind of bad because people would be like, wow, the, the ugly girls aren't going to go. But it's like, that was like one of the main highlights is just like, oh, wow, that's I've never seen a lot of hot, inspiring girls at an event. And so that was cool to me. I'm like, oh, that's it's kind of like, that's nice. And you don't need to force it. Nice. Well, yeah, I think. Well, had Jason not done that, I think it was like 95%, well, that's it. 95% men, 5% women. And it got to like 60, 40 or something. Yeah. Again, we couldn't find, I couldn't find a woman he that paid forced, for it. force functioned it to 60, 40. Right. So that's, that's good. And hopefully like, that's just kind of more normal. Cause it would, again, it would suck to just have an event with all guys. Um, okay. So the event, uh, day one, it was kind of like two days, three nights. So the first night, it's this poker event. And that's where we met all the besties kind of by force, by accident. And so before we like get into any of the conference, like uh, conference day stuff, I want to get your first impression of the besties, uh, what you thought. I didn't even meet the number okay, one besties. So, still. Dude, I'm so behind. I'm just thinking like Friedberg gave an action item and it's just like it's their fucking. Oh, man, yeah, we didn't do that. Week. Huh? Um, we we met Friedberg first. His collar was popped. He was being swarmed by people. Um, well, turn, you're gonna your vlog's probably gonna be actually, out by this time maybe, too, yeah. so you can probably see the vlog and maybe we'll throw B-roll. I yeah. don't know what we do with B-roll, but uh, you'll you'll see him. Yes, yeah, screaming and stuff. He was really the most shocking to me. He was about what I expected. He was talking to people about climate and stuff. He said, "You guys should have spoke to this friend of mine who wanted to do a video." Um, Chamath was more surprising to me because Chamath we had pegged and I had pegged as kind of this like drunk with his friends asshole um, that shat on the little guy a time or two we heard. And when we met him, he actually like looked me in the eyes and was really like appreciative of what of what we do. And so like what you guys do is really, really special. And he was excited to see us. So that was my take on Chamath. What do you think of Friedberg? Uh, Friedberg just confirmed everything I ever believed about him. Like, okay, the reason why we came into this event with these preconceived notions, one, it's kind of like the event backed it up. Like they're kind of like elitist in a sense where they know they're better than people. And you can even sense it between Jason and like a Chamath and Sachs, like they're more successful. So there's always kind of like Jason's the little guy and they're kind of uh, making fun um, from that perspective. But it is pretty true, but then you see Friedberg, and when we had our call-in episode where Jason shit on us uh, and kind of like there was a chip there, but Friedberg at the start of that, he came in and it was like, I think it was him and Sachs, or he, him and Sachs were in the room and he was just asking us like, hey, what, what's your story? Like you guys are putting out awesome clips. I fundamentally disagree with making clips because I think it, it detracts, like it 
it goes towards polarization and I don't want that. I want nuanced conversation, but like, you guys are doing awesome work. We're talking like, just tell us your story. And so he really cared about the little guy and we're like, oh, that's so sweet. And then Jason gets in. He's like, mute yourselves. What, who the fuck do you think you are? Go price gouging people and mute yourselves. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, I don't like that guy. Um, but Friedberg, same thing here. He's like, takes an interest in us and he's, he would like go out of his way to spend more time with us. Because Jamath, sure, it was awesome. Like he said, hi, like hung out, shook our hands, everything looked us in the eye. That was great. But it was also like, 15 seconds versus Friedberg. Like we could have granted everyone was swarming Chamath, but Friedberg, I felt like we could have talked to him for like five, 10 minutes more and he would have been down. Chamath's got really long legs. Spider crab. See it on the pod. He's like seven. I've never seen anything like it. The, the craziest leg to torso ratio you'll ever see. Uh, but he's a beast. He's, he's huge. So Chamath was cool. Jason's just kind of running around being the party host. Uh, all good. Great party. Through a great party. All three nights we'll talk about them. The others later, but right, like just it was a. Great so the event. first thing you uh, you'll see it. these hats that we have on, and that was like our kind of purposeful, kind of incidental, like marketing, uh, where this is like a, a supposed to incidental. be a Godfather event. So everyone's like dressed up in suits and stuff, and one wore scrubs, so we don't really have that, but. No one with the suit is going to wear a hat. That just makes no sense. Who, who the fuck does that? But we come in with these blue hats with a face on it. And they're like, that kind of looks like Saks, I think. <laughs> and now everyone, kind of similar to the name tag where you have this excuse to go up and like say hi. It's even more so. It's like literally we walk into the event and these three pretty attractive girls right off the, uh, right off the bat, they're like, we're walking by to the bar and they're like, hey, what are those hats? I'm like, ah, <laughs> it's working. It's like, if you want the easiest networking. And not even yeah. just that. Not even just that. They were like, wait, is it just you two? Because <laughs> right. I've seen like a dozen of these hats around. I feel like I just see them walking around. And it's like, no, it's just us. But but they're that memorable that, you know, if you see it right. once, you think you see it two dozen times. Oh, um, that that is interesting. to buy them. It's, it's so funny. memorable that you, you start to see it everywhere, even though there's only two, there are only two. But, uh, so that was kind of, when I was, I know me too. You, I would look for uh, when people asked, they're like, Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. You come here alone or like, who are you friends with? I'm like, well, if you see another guy in the blue hat, that's, that's my buddy. And then like, it's easy. They'll, they'll point you out and be like, Oh, Belky, get over here. It was just really cool from that perspective. So I'm like, same thing in game. Uh, and like talking to girls as like a, the pickup dark arts world. It's like, have one little item like don't go crazy and have your whole wardrobe looking like you came from a circus but like one item is your little peacock item because most people in conversation it's hard to start a conversation like we were talking about this in the conference like that first what do you say is the biggest barrier in the world where if you don't have alcohol most people just avoid but if you have a hat you're making the other person's job so easy because the first thing is why are you wearing a hat? Who's on that hat? What the fuck? It's just the easiest conversation starter. So in a networking event, any sort of party, I want to have like that one flair that just makes the other person super okay with saying hi to you. Because it's just like, oh, here's the start of the conversation. Automatic start. Um, yeah. And then what's nice is like, well, why David Sachs? And then it's like, oh... You know, Friedberg might be our favorite, but we've done some work with David Sachs. Oh, oh what do you do? We've done this. We're doing a video for the conference. You know, it's like slippery slope. Uh, slippery slope. So pretty much slope. awesome. Slippery didn't meet Sachs, but, or I didn't meet him. You met him by brute force sneaking into the poker table. Uh, <laughs> right. Brutist. Era. Well, that was the camera hack. It's like, have the vlog camera out and just walk past the velvet ropes. So the besties were playing at the final poker table and you're like, Belky, just go. And right. A like, fat DSLR camera. I'm just going to go. Right. And we had brought a hat. Yeah. And the only people standing around the, the table are the proper video crew that they hired for the event. So it's like, it looks totally, totally, totally dude. I almost said totally dude. Hey, I almost said tough. totally. Um, we had made we had made a hat for sex that had my face on it, so I went over there like a crazy man and 
and vlogged him. And Jason was pointing me out because he saw me. And then David and I met for the first time and we got a good side hug in. Right. So did you, because that was a bold introvert move of just ripping it. Did you feel nervous in that? Or were you just adrenaline high? What what was that like? Because I was like, oh shit, Belky's going for it. Yeah. And I told you this, like, it's this funny thing. I don't really like people. I can flip the switch and be an extrovert. Um, I definitely don't like crowds. And there were a couple of times at the conference you were like, that's Ryan Peterson. Go talk to him. That's meet Kevin on YouTube. Go talk to him. That's Brad Gerstner. Go, go talk to him. And I'm like, eh. but if I have something to say and I have the vlog camera, the big DSLR, I'm like, I got nothing to lose. I'll I'll go full blown. Like, what's the right. worst that can happen? They usher me the other way. It's like if I had an agenda uh, and that doesn't make me nervous at all, especially because I'm kind of playing this YouTube character. So there's even this facade of like, it doesn't even right. reflect on me. Yeah. I mean, that, that was me recording bold introvert videos. It's I'm like, well, I'm going to do shit that I normally wouldn't do just because there's a camera there or like, you know, even, um, when I play hockey, like mm. I, I remember there was this one story. I was, I was captain of our club team in college and it was like the first game and we had to go through like where the people were going to be on the lines. Cause I had to make the lines. And so I fucking, I just stuttered the whole time, like reading to the, the whole team of like, I, I got through the first line and then I just got really nervous and I got in my head and then I, I was like, my voice is cracking and people were like, what the fuck doing? You're just reading the lines. And, uh, I, I don't know when I have the adrenaline going like mid game, I, I don't give a fuck. Cause you're not yeah, like thinking about the consequences. You just, you just start walking. You got to not think too hard. Yeah. I'm like, this I'm is, recording a YouTube video. I think video. this was, uh, I don't know if it was day one or two. It can happen. Uh, day so. two. It was day two. Um, Jason just got reamed out. We'll talk about that tomorrow or the next episode. But, uh, Belky just sees Jason walking the street and your first instinct is just run. Not even like walk. It's just like sprint at Jason, who's probably on edge. <laughs> I just saw the bit. I see him. I saw him. I saw him with a security guard, which yeah, he's probably on edge. Um, he just got reamed by this defense startup founder. We'll talk about it. Um, but I just saw the bit. I was like, oh, I, be I was blocking, dude. I was, and I I was running away. Uh, really spooked him. Really spooked him. The security guard did nothing. It's all uh, the security guard actually stepped back to as prevent well. it. It's like deterrence. And, uh, it's all deterrence. But once you're in, they're like, "Oh, we don't actually." What do we punch this guy? He's got a vlog camera. Um, so okay, basically, cool first night. <laughs> events kicks are like, oh, people are interesting. This was fun. Uh, just met a lot of people. And day two, we come in. Oh, Renee, dude. Right. Okay. So this, this event, it was, yeah, no, no, you do it. You do it. And so Renee is, is, yeah, go for it. I well, wasn't even how there. It works I was, is we got there and people already I playing poker. Like we got there a little bit late. Had I uh, been there and we were waiting for the next round of poker. It's free. Like you don't have to pay anything, but the winner from each table and maybe there are like a dozen tables, you get the chance to play with the besties at the final table. And that's where Henry stormed the table and kind of got the vlog shots. Uh, so, in the second round, when I finally got to play, I sat down. Uh, Belky was running around getting drinks for some hot girls because that's like the thing he likes to do. Uh, get... No, it was Nick. Okay. Yeah, I you actually didn't get it for, for the Nick. girls. But God, they were sexy and they wanted Belky, but Belky's a, a firm to his principles, man. Uh, uh, so I sit down and next to I'm me is this man. big dude with the scarf. Like if you've seen... Rory Sutherland, who we talk about, he kind of looks like the Hispanic version of Rory Sutherland. His name's Renee. And I'm like, yo, Renee. Like, well, I didn't know that. I'm like, who are you? He's like, Renee. I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know. Somehow his background came up and he's like, yeah, I'm Dominican Cuban. I'm like, oh, I'm part Cuban too. And we're hitting it off to the start. And he's like, gassing me up. And uh, and we're like joking about some hands because I'm not playing anything. I'm like, out of way, Renee. Like, fucking crush it, dude. And then he's like, oh, Dylan, did you know? Uh, I don't know the winners get to go to the final table or I forget what he said. He said something like that. I'm like, Oh shit. I forgot. Uh, I'm not helping you out anymore. Like as a joke. And he, he just looked at me and was like, that's too bad. Like he literally just shook his head. 
he had never he was he was a right. novice too. He was a novice too. So like, I mean, he needed he needed I, some help. It was hey, maybe yeah, maybe he had pop, some ass. I thought it was a joke of just like, well, I'm not helping you out, but I mean, I'd help my boy Renee. Uh, I go all in on double eights, get knocked out by our friend Zach who had double kings. He ends up fucking crushing the game, crushes it so much that he he gets all double this energy. Eights. Now he's piping up Renee. Renee's stoked and uh, Renee gets knocked out, but he's just like buddy buddy with him. After uh, our friend Zach wins, so he's going to the whatever the final semifinals, whatever it is. And Renee's like, "Hey man, thanks for cheering me on, supporting me," and hands him uh, a gold coin worth twenty five hundred dollars. No, Zach quoted. He said, "Thanks for helping me out." Like, I'm like, Zach. I'm not helping you out, and he's huh. like. Well, Zach will, and here's the $2,500 coin. <laughs> it don't matter, dude. We don't. Cost you money's not real. I don't want to. I don't want to go to a pawn shop with a gold Beautiful coin. Little Better gold that coin. Zach has it. Uh, so cool night. Uh, Zach had never played poker before. That uh, was by sick. the way, Zach, this he person talking we're talking about, about, about he created and the into three intro, three D sequence for the all-in podcast so he went there on a scholarship for for free too uh hey it's lawn mowing day um so uh he was on the team okay he let's just go to for the actual day i will get to elon at some point we're 21 minutes in. okay on to um, on to day one on to all right day let's one. go to elon now so wait wait well well we could talk about elon we could also break down that. Full oh, you want to do that as, as its own episode? Yeah, I mean, we could talk about Elon in broad strokes. Oh, being there. okay. But I mean that that. All right. Well, I'll see how much I uh, other yeah, thought I have. Yeah, deserves its. But own. um, look at well the we start with the besties on stage, like the start <laughs> of day one, the event, and I don't know. It's just cool seeing them, and they're like fucking around element like it's a little bit more relaxed than the oh oh fuck i forgot we made a video i forgot we made a video pop our video kicked <laughs> it off we <laughs> koi made the video that kicked off the conference and uh, it was five minutes long which which as, right. as short form people we were a bit worried about the length but it hit all the beats the crowd was loving it a lot of great laughs good energy and that's um, one of those things it's like yeah, okay sick it played really maybe you're listening to this and you're like oh uh why are dylan and henry at these events why there's another crazy offer that we had this morning i don't think we're ready to talk about yet but uh how do we how do we get into all this shit it's like a couple days <laughs> i know i know i know dude dude uh, i can't craziness, to come. keep falling the pot sorry sorry but, uh, sorry sorry i realized I live in a van. I got home last night after six hour flight and all of this. And I'm like, I live in a van, huh? This, this next <laughs> event that will come up and we'll like have a pod for that in the future. Just... Uh, assuming, assuming we go, uh, I'm like, we're going to objectively be the poorest people there. I think we are like with, without a doubt. <laughs> oh, Dude, we can't afford one night. <laughs> we can't afford one night. Jack. They do scholarships oh, for hot fuck, ladies. Dude, yeah, I might have to. I feel like this might all She or hers, baby. Uh, summit thing get me in. Um No, we'll talk about it, but it's funny. Uh this is another event. We'll right. talk about it. But it's not the money's not even a question. It's like if you can go, it's worth ten thousand dollars in debt. It's worth twenty thousand dollars. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, that's like right. The, the question well, about, going about was, cost, I have two conflicting events. Not, it wasn't about the principle cost, is just go to the we'll event. Like it. we optimize for people, and this is the ultimate people event. Um, so what I was gonna say is like, how do we get to these events? Well, it's because we do a shit ton of free work with no ass, or, or we sometimes ask, but it's like after we do. ask, 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 uh, ask. Well, here, like. We already got the invite to this event. I heard we ask. just made the video or Koi made the video just as a courtesy. Like, hey, 
thanks for inviting. Like, here's this video you can kick off the summit with, which is like, oh, that's awesome. Get the mood right. But we, we never asked for anything. Same thing with Saks. Made all these videos. Same thing with the, the other all-in folks at the start. It's like, just give, 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 give. And then when an opportunity arises, just no matter what, take it up. Like meeting people in person, that's one thing we kind of noticed from the event in general. It's just this totally different level of like, I now trust you. Like I liked you online, but even the conference, it was talking about bots on Twitter. Like that was a big theme in the Elon thing is like, how many bots are on Twitter? Well, Henry Belcaster, we know you're a human, but you're like, could be a bot. You could be right. And then you see you in person. I'm a troll right. on Twitter. Like, like I met the, like I met the all in talk guys. And Chris was like, like you're, you're so much nicer in person. Like what? Well, so that's, that's the point. I don't know. It's like it all these people, it was, on ah, Twitter, all these successful people. It's like now sorry, the relationship is, I am a bot officially secured or like solidified. We had such an awesome hey, time that's day two. with Sahil, uh, the founder of Gumroad, uh, early days at Pinterest. Super. And and someone, someone we, that's it is day two. Someone we worked a lot with, Steph Smith from the Hustle and Trends. Right. We had never and met it's, in person. It's a we lot cooler. Back and forth. I and said, now it's like, oh, we're people. It's cool to meet people Sa. after talking that to them on cool. Twitter. I, I don't know why. I just like you, you build up your own image and like you have this whole persona and like, now you get to see how that matches up to them in real life versus the other way around. You already know the person because you met them in real life. And it's like, oh, wow, they're really fucking different and weird on Twitter. Like that just there's nothing cool about that. I like the going the opposite direction. So that was really fun for us. Um, same thing in the crypto world. I think that happens a lot. But uh, OK, so we kick off the event. Awesome. Do it for free. That's why we're like we got to the event in the first place and future cool events. Now the besties are on stage, and I think, I think this was in the start of it. I don't know what they're going to put out. Uh, they've only put on the, put out the Elon episode, but the banter, like kind of what pissed me off about a Q and A later the last day, uh, it was just like stuff that you could get from other podcasts or like stuff that doesn't matter long term. I'm like, I want to hear how they raise their kids to have similar values and, and principles, and like uh, just like these personal stories, these questions that. Uh, you can't get anywhere else. Like, that's what I want. And we didn't get a lot of that in the Q&A, which kind of made me upset. But um, they kicked off the conference with this funny story that I didn't, I don't know how it came up, but uh, Chamath, he's like, I don't think I've ever told this publicly, but in the early days of Facebook, there was this guy that worked there, Steve Chen. And uh, Steve Chen's boss or uh, partner, basically Steve left and he came to me with Steve's laptop. He's like, Chamath, you need to take this laptop. And Chamath was like, well, what the fuck? What, what do you want me to like, format it? Like, what, what do you want me to do? Steve already left. He's like, no, in that laptop is the entire code base for what Steve is now doing, aka YouTube. And guess what? That is the work laptop in a Facebook laptop. So he's like, Chamath, you realize this means in a Facebook laptop that Facebook owns YouTube. And Chamath's like, oh, holy fuck. And now it wasn't like this was early days. So YouTube wasn't big, but it kept growing and growing and growing. And now Chamath in the back of his head, he's like, oh, shit. Facebook technically owns YouTube because everything you do on a work laptop is the property of that company because they employed you. Uh, Granted, Jamath is like, yeah, we never decided to pursue it. Like, awesome YouTube, they sold to Google and now are fucking the biggest, second biggest search engine within uh, within Google. But Zuck kind of owns YouTube. Could you imagine a parallel? Oh, how about Facebook taking YouTube Oculus was part of Facebook? Hey, that's day two. Huh. That's day two. Different. Completely that's different reality we live uh, in, I think. So it was cool, like already lose stories. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Um, yeah, keep ripping. I know, I know. That's too bad. Keep ripping. Because all I my notes are a little like, they oh, remember, remember this thing. You need the seeds. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say to kick off the speakers. 
if it were up to this is what I like so much about the right. event is I knew maybe 10% of the speakers that were going to be there. Had it been up to me on day one, I would have gone to one talk. I would have gone and seen Nate Silver and Elon. Um, Nate Silver, which is hilarious because Nate Silver was probably my least favorite talk at the entire event. And it was the people, oh, dude, this is happiness equals reality minus expectations. It was the people I knew nothing about that ended up being the the most wonderful talks. Um, But what was interesting about Nate Silver is he had this like 10 point slide on how gamblers are like um, VCs and founders. And it was just an entire slide of bullet points and text. And for me, then I was like, I, I got really jazzed up. I'm like, if a guy like Nate Silver (laughs) running 538, writing successful books, signal and noise, if he can do it with that, Imagine what we can do right. with a little bit of marketing and, well, you know, all what's interesting, these books and, and things we absorb and read. So that was quite exciting for me. And then I think right. you had the... Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a big realization. You just like the summit, the uh, idea of having a summit in general. What I realized is about. it was kind of seeing Nate Silver juxtaposed against the next speaker. So, like, he goes first. Uh, awesome, like... Yeah, so awesome topics with Nate, but then Mar comes oh. up. Uh, you basically butchered Mar awesome topics, like by just telling a bad story, not having a good presentation. It's like, ah, fuck, you, you should stick to the blog. But then this woman, Mar, she comes up and gives just the ultimate, beautiful, elegant presentation of just like, hey, here's the problem with tech. Not enough women, something that I, I wouldn't even attended in the first place, like you said. But she does such a great job of just, I, I don't know what, what made it so great. Right. It was, it was, it was just an amazing, she rehearsed a lot, she right. said. And she said, like, I'm here probably, I had to probably rehearse four times as much. And you can see it. It's like Nate Silver didn't rehearse and it sucked. Um, so that, that was an interesting thing. But she would right. just have one number on the screen. Which could command your well, attention. Well, that's where I took. And then she would tell a story about uh, that one number. It was the like best. A, well, one of the know, two best classes I took at Brown was uh, so freaking powerful. Uh, persuasive speaking, something like that. Basically, how to give good presentations. And so I know, like, the formula for giving a good presentation, which most of the speakers didn't have, is what's in it for me. As the audience member, you're asking, why do I care? And some of them did like a decent job. I think towards the second half of that first day, it was it was terrible. Like there were so many, like, why do I care about this? They wouldn't get to it to the very end. They'd like do some decent summary. And I'm like, oh, put that at the start. Like, tell me why I should care first and then prove your points. But if I don't care at the start, I'm not going to want to get through the whole thing. You just have me trapped in the audience. So like I will be there, but I'm going to be mentally checked out. Uh, Joe Longstill. Oh, yeah. Joe Latinsky or Jim, sorry, really quick. Jim Latinsky, who talked later in the day. No, Jim Latinsky, Joe Lonsdale also wasn't great. But Jim Latinsky went into this 10 minute thing at first about EV and rare earth metals and what he's doing and what his fund does and how he accidentally created this thing. 80% of the way through the presentation, he puts up one picture on screen. It's this enormous uh, rare earths mine. And he tells this story about how it was going to be shut down. <laughs> and he was, you know, running up the steps at the, the Capitol building in Delaware to like keep right. this thing alive. And it was like, oh, that's why this is interesting. Put that as the hook, my man. You know, right. it's like. And then by that point, I don't know what the other. Well, this is the was beauty. I was drifting away. It was one picture and an amazing story as about his work. I guess we're now marketers perspective. where YouTube and Very especially short form coming from a marketing. Background. It's the format we're talking about. Like, tell me why I care. Give me the juiciest bit right at the start. And then I'll be invested enough to stay throughout and then just end on a good high note. Uh, same thing there. Like, take that juiciest story about running up to get the approvals for your mind, the giant mind that we we didn't see a picture of for the first half of the presentation, put that all at the start. And then when he's like talking about the problem in that 
this is a rare earth presentation of uh, we want this electric future, but you need batteries and you need just these rare earth metals to, to make that future happen. There's a huge uh, lack of supply. So he just said, it's like, even Chamath, I think he asked him, he's like, yo, what's, what's the need for this? And he's like, well, it's uh $200 billion in CapEx. It's like, okay, maybe we're at an event where most people CapEx CapEx sucks, dude. It's like, all right, CapEx was one is an acronym or like a shortened version event. of capital expenditure. Least favorite word like, from the event. What the fuck is CapEx. that? You're just like investing money and things. It's, I'm like, and 200 billion. It's hard to like wrap your head around that. I guess some people capital? deal in these big numbers all the time, but I'm just like, hey, uh, you need, you want to make 10 Teslas. We only have the rare earth metals to make two of those. The batteries for two of those. So we need to invest a shitload to get a lot more of these rare earths so that we can make eight eight more Teslas or whatever it is. Just like make it more tangible. Uh, make it like we can relate to that because I can't relate to $200 billion of CapEx. I'm, I'm dealing in like $2,000 charges for uh, an electric bike. Like that's, that's the extent of it. Um, so I'm just like <laughs> fucking make it more tangible and we'll get into... I guess the day two in the next pod episode about someone that does it right. Tim Urban. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, was Tim Urban day two? Okay. Subscribe, baby. Subscribe. What's funny so, is I know. Okay. Like Nate Silver. This pod, we don't really do a good job of Mar storytelling. But like if we had to script a pod, we'd probably um, do a better job. But um, what else do we... Yeah, yeah, it's hard to do on the fly, but but they're rehearsed. I think two interesting things I took from Mar was because they were relatable to me. She's like, 40% of six. First of all, if you have 10 companies, if you have 10 startups, two right. are going to fail no matter what. There's nothing you can do. Those two are going to fail. And two are going to succeed no matter what. Founding right. team, idea, money, network, no matter what. What she's focused on is the six in the middle that could swing either way. And how do we get more of those to swing toward the six? And it was a beautiful right. slide of like a red number two for failure, a green number two with a nice gradient for success and a yellow six in the middle. Beautiful. The other thing she said is, I believe, mm -hmm. uh, well, two things. 40% of successful founders started something in childhood or something, which was interesting. But then to back that up, she had this amazing graph that showed two lines um the y-axis was when you start and if you had started something in childhood you were way up the y-axis and then you go exponential when you start something but she said it's not the norm and it's not true that you are born an entrepreneur and these things can't be taught so there was a line below it that yes was at a different y-axis um starting point but compounded in the same way it just takes more work Mm. And that's what she's focused on is that lower line. Yeah, I think of those six uh, founders that could swing either way. Well, one of my big takeaways sure is like the anti goals of seeing I thought that was rad. good presentations right next to bad presentations and be like, okay, what's the difference? And the big one that we talked about, like even graphs, like that kind of represents it. But the worst thing in the world, absolutely, like do not put this on a presentation is a block of text that just kills everything. And we take this from making thumbnails. It's like the Netflix episode that hopefully you listened to that a while back. That was juicy where it's like people interpret like the orders of magnitude faster. Uh, speaking in Elon Musk terms, it's like call it a thousand times, 50,000 times faster an image versus text. So like if you put up, put up a picture of a giant mine that speaks, that's so much more memorable than any tech. I don't remember a single piece of text other than that 200 billion capex just because I didn't know what the fuck it meant. Uh, I don't remember anything, but I can remember that picture. I remember Mars picture of like uh, the event itself with all the, the women sitting and looking at a speaker or her teaching at Stanford. Like I remember photos and images and just interpret them a lot faster. Same thing with the graph. That's, that's a visualization that makes more intuitive sense than any text that you'll ever put. I have no idea what Nate Silver said with any of the text.
That's a cool litmus test. I took zero notes. I could probably sketch out Mar's entire talk in slides. Right. Versus Nate Silver right. gave 10 points about being a gambler and a founder and how they relate. I couldn't tell you one of them. I couldn't tell you one of them. That's super interesting. And right. So it's like, am I supposed to be listening to you, Nate? Am I supposed to be reading what's on the slide? Well, one other thing. And then you're I not realized, saying exactly what's uh, on the slide. Actually, so then this will, you get really confused. This will go into the, the Bill Gurley. And that was interesting. Uh, who's, that who's he was with? interesting. What's his name? He was on the pod too before. Brad Gerstner. Those two. Uh, big time investors. Bill Gurley's like the Yoda of Silicon Valley in terms of investing. I guess we, we've said this with Naval before, but he's like uh, Brad Gerstner. the VC guy. Like every VC looks up to him. Uh, does he have Sequoia? No, what does he have? Benchmark. Oh, sorry. Well, that, that goes to show how much we know. But uh, Benchmark, super successful uh, guy. Everyone looks up to him. Founders Fund. And he was talking about Benchmark. Uh, Benchmark? One, just a bunch of boring shit. Like we, we, we always check out when they're talking about like stock market no fluctuations notes, and are we in a recession or not? And it's like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. And even Elon in his talk, he's like, hey, recessions are good. Because now, like, we had a bunch of wasted capital. Now it goes to the people that really deserve it. It's like, okay, that's, that's a good point. Like, the market was whatever. We checked out for that. But what, what stuck out to me, what I remember most, was Bill Gurley talking about uh, Adam Newman. And he's like, Adam Newman, he started WeWork. And there's an awesome WeWork documentary, I think, on Amazon that I watched. Also... The Jared Leto, mm. I don't know if that's on HBO or where that is, Showtime, whatever it might be. Um, it gets into WeWork and he's like, one, Jared Leto played that amazingly. That that role he did was like spot on because Bill at Benchmark, he's like, our rule is we never invest in real estate. Real estate just doesn't, that doesn't scale. We're looking for the software, the things that can go exponential. Real estate, it's not that. But we took this meeting with Adam Newman and he was the best speaker and persuasive person we've ever met. Nothing like it. I We left that being like, we have to invest in this person. Whatever it takes. Right. I'm going to break our core rule of like real estate is not it because I, I need to invest in this person. And even though I, I see that and I'm like, okay, that's the most persuasive person he's ever met in his life. And he's met literally probably every person in Silicon Valley who's told an amazing story. Like Elon Musk, anyone, they don't compare. And one, Elon's not even fucking persuasive at all. He's just, it's interesting where he's gotten. But I, I thought of like, it's its interesting because the majority of speakers, or at least half of the speakers, I would say were boring. It's just focused. So I see it as like, often the most boring speakers were also the most important people. Like, oh, interesting. So they're, it's kind of like if you, uh, I remember I broke my arm and uh, my arm looked like a snake. If, I don't know if I want to do B-roll, but yeah, what's up it's with fucking that? gross. I, I have a photo of it. And I went to the doctors and there were two doctors that could operate on my arm. One was this like kind of overweight dude, just kind of like looked disheveled. And the other guy was like this beautiful, handsome, put together man. And they're like, hey, only the disheveled guy can operate on you right now. If not, you can go home and then we'll, we'll get the beautiful guy to work on your arm tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. They're like, this guy can do it now. And my mom's like, no, 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 not that guy. The beautiful guy's tomorrow. It's just like people is that what they intuitively said? trust and want the beautiful person just cause like we, we have this aura around beautiful people. And but if you want the beautiful I, I get guy, it. but now I have to come home and I was literally in this room where I'm at right now. Oh, easy in this room right now, sleeping in like a beanbag on the floor, my mom in that bed, and I was just whimpering the whole night. I couldn't sleep because my arm it was literally almost compound fracture. You could see Easy the bones coming pop. out. Went for the beautiful guy, going the next morning. He operates. I haven't had problems with the arm, so he, he did a good job. But the idea is you went for the beautiful guy. You should guy. go for the disheveled person, the fat, ugly person. Go for them because they had no advantages in life. They weren't going to get the opportunities just because they're beautiful and people want to talk to them and people trust them more just because of their beauty. Easy. So somehow he got to the same level as the beautiful guy looking like a fucking, he was a troll. So trust the troll. Same thing here. It's like, 
if these people are that bad of storytellers, yet they're this successful, they have to be brilliant. Because there's no way you can get to that level being the shit that those presentations were. It's like, uh, you're telling me Silicon Valley is like, tell your narrative, tell your story well, and they're horrible at Correct. it? They must be brilliant. Same thing with Elon's talk. I'm like, this guy, he can't talk. <laughs> right. Correct. So it's almost like, okay, they're, I didn't they're like that presentation. It was boring right. as shit, even though... 90, you uh, know, way, 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 way Jim, more often. That's whatever. why they're there. No. Latinsky was like the Palantir guy. And uh, was he PayPal too? Who was who? Jo- Joe Lonsdale. J- Jim Latinsky. Right before. Uh, right. Yeah, then Joe. No, 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 no. No. Jim Latinsky was rare earth metals. Joe Lonsdale was the alt university. Um paypal palantir again a terrible talk from him 80 percent of the way through he starts talking about this university that he wants to rival the ivy leagues because it's about free thinking and and open-mindedness and independent thinking it's like right. and everyone's dude we talked to this and then this girl after i only found out fan, later that he's like her? palantir him. paypal like all of these things it was such a boring boring 80 percent of his talk what but i realized there was in the audience, you're, you're, I think you're, people you're that are old, about, like he's there. For we intuitively get this probably because we're next better. level. Uh, I don't know. We just we're around it more. But like people in the past, there weren't cell phones, so if you went to a conference, you could get away with having a boring presentation because people had nothing else to do. They just had to sit there and like, what are you going to bring a book to a conference and read it? It's like you're gonna have to pay attention. But I, I think I tapped you on the shoulder. I'm like, yo, look around the room. Everyone for Joe Longtail's presentation is on their phone. It's like now you can no longer get away with it. So if you were boring shit and boring shit in like 1980, that you could get by with it. But today, people are gonna check out because they have different, they have better opportunities than a boring conversation. And then hey, Tim Urban tomorrow, we'll talk about that being the fucking best presentation you'll ever see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dude. Okay, let's let's bring it to uh, Elon. Can I give you my biggest takeaway? Because we'll break down the epi- episode not separately. Not really. This was the one Elon. note I took. Unless you got other notes, Pop. Unless you got other notes. Yes, sir. Um, Elon. Elon. So, we were bummed, right? Early in the morning... Cal told the entire audience, actually probably right after our video, it was like first thing in the morning. It's like, I'm sorry, crowd. Elon's not going to make it out, um, but we'll be Zooming him. I had his name tag on. I was like, mm, Elon going to be here. And uh, actually, a lot of people we talked to were there, like really specifically to see Elon. You wanted to shake his hand, of course. Um, so, it, yeah, yeah, right, right. It was, the energy was around that. Um Turned out, whatever, you know, they they zoomed him in. I thought it was a great talk. It was episode 69 of the podcast, which they've clearly been saving for that talk. But my biggest takeaway from it, first off, again, reality, happiness equals reality minus expectations. I thought we were going to talk to Elon for 20 minutes. It turned out to be a 90-minute podcast episode. So I was like, oh, my God, this is just the thing that keeps on giving. I was through the moon. And um, my biggest takeaway was I hadn't seen Elon in that mood, with that humor, thinking that right. clearly, that comfortably, in an interview in like 20 years. Like from old, old, old ones I can remember when he was at PayPal and it was like a 60 minutes interview. So it was really cool to like pull back the curtain. He's sitting with his friends. He can't see the entire crowd because he's on Zoom. And I don't know, it it, it felt like not this guy who's like, kind of bizarre and the media attacks him and uh you know he's doing all these yeah. ticks and stuff. i don't want to talk to it was about like, too much more because oh there's, there's I, i've been watching hours and hours that's why he's such a every clear thinker. astronaut uh he felt like he was i've in sent you a couple they're they're really good well my big takeaway from day one uh leaving it 
And when it was an awesome event, yeah, like Jason fucking crushed saved, it. It's just like I saved every part of it, like, even though it cost a shitload for a ticket. The value is there. Like it just feels like a, an, a minute, an amazing environment. Uh, so my takeaway from it was I want this. I want what the besties have on stage of just talking about cool topics with amazing people uh-huh. with Elon being friends with Elon and just having this awesome environment. Like it, it was the coolest shit in the world to me. And then seeing them and like, they can talk to anyone in the audience. Cause everyone's just a huge fan. I'm like, I want that for smart nonsense for like who we are. It just seems so cool to be able to interact with anyone because of the level. Oh, this was it. This was Friedberg at the start. He's like, it's just so weird because I've just showed up yeah, for like, the podcast like I don't know every Friday for a year uh, on my Zoom on my computer like literally in my room, and now I come to this event and there's a thousand people and they're all cheering wildly, trying like literally like groupies trying to meet me. And it's like what the fuck is happening? I just looked in my webcam for a year. They were busting it's his like, balls. Ah, so cool for all of his limiting beliefs. They're like, he's like. The amount of times he's wanted to quit the pod, scrap episodes, like his anxiety, his neuroticness, right. they were busting his balls. It was hilarious. And you could see it. It's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you got to release that 8%. Uh, and last thing too there is uh, Chamath, he said on his way to the event, he even felt the imposter syndrome that I think everyone feels of, wow, all these people just paid millions of dollars to come see us and me it's like am i worthy of that like this this elon episode just had half a million views it's probably gonna go up many more it's like like but in this on this show in this realm they're like they're like pop stars right i yeah it's crazy it's, it's just like you never grow out of it, so just kind of get used to the imposter syndrome. Um, but big takeaway for me, okay, I want this. It's really cool, and we want to double down on the storytelling because seeing all these boring storytellers and we know how to do it better, it's like, let's do that because we can. Yeah, okay, come back for part two, the most interesting day. Oh, it was a spicy day, and then subscribe because I think part three we're going to talk about actually break down the Elon interview as well as maybe that Starship one. I got to rest. Go oh, to Pop,